2: Fly from the short, from the short, uh, from, from, yeah, from yeah, the pink suits with hats to match, big crack a down Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? Fly, this fly is where it's church. at. Windows tinted, cease for lyric line. Keep the, the hands on the burner, cause niggas know fly, that it's
1: fly, money. What up, now. though? Shaman J. Johnson, aka the you hat titan, aka the conspiracy realist. A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A., I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A., Westside T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama, I am. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame, three underscores, 313, the West
0: Side landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief, Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffner of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame, and if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice, and if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch. All rise.
1: Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 352 on you hoes. On you hoes. Short week, nigga. We back. 3.52. 3.52. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, How was your couple of days? <laughs> like? Nah, what's been good with you, man? Ain't?
0: Man, I slept a weekend away. I'm still upset that I do not have Martin Luther, the King's, day off. Mm. Dr. King did not die on a cross for me to have to work for white people on his day. Uh, but... You know, my job feels differently, so I'll be in the office. And payroll due. So I gotta like You'd really In work. the
1: actual office or like in your at home office?
0: In my at home office. But here Hold on, hold chilling. on, hold on. Here's that bullshit. My boss kinda dropped a dime on me on Friday before I logged off for the day. She was like, They talking about sending us back to the office full time in February. Mm. So I, I told her that i would probably be looking for another job. I don't want to go back into nobody's office five days a week.
1: Yeah, that's well, I'm in the office five days a week, so I get it. I don't, uh, I don't want to. Somebody offered me to, somebody hit me up looking for, for a job, in, uh, which is remote, for an, a health insurance company. One that we all use to borrow our benefits, and <laughs> your benefits are free. Yeah. Uh, but it's 100% in job. I'm like, damn. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to like job hopping and shit, but it's a, it's a decent amount of money. Fuck that, man. You it's mo- it's from the crib. You feel me? I like my current gig. I get paid straight, I get paid good money. I like the people I work with. It's, it's easy work for me. You don't know them job shit, man. I, j- I believe in job hopping.
0: Two years tops is all I'm giving jobs anymore. Two years tops, and this might be my last. If shit go right, this is my last job. Yeah, I might, I might because the to. podcast finna take two million up by the end of the year.
1: I need to. I might need to. I might need to go back to the crib, working from the crib and shit. But in any event, dog, we got to return the guests in the building. Yeah, yeah. Um. He been on the pod a bunch of times. You feel me? So and we know he got intros of all days. He brought his intros. Absolutely, because like why wouldn't he? You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let him. Uh, oh, I'm gonna let him go through his. He dropped his phone. He tried to buy himself some time. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> he trying to buy himself some time. We gonna a let iPhone, him do It wouldn't fall. Uh, yeah, you know what, B man, I I, I really do need you to get your iPhone, dog. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? Y'all are
2: not about to go on me right now. I really
1: now. do need you to get one. You know what I'm saying? You only want to, uh, want to uh, maybe like four. People to hit me with these green texts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I text back, you feel me? But if that was blue, could be sooner, you feel me? <laughs>
0: but we're gonna let you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, because we're happy to have you here.
2: Uh, Bree Scarb, AKA Real Name, No Gimmicks, um, ASIR Consultant, Varsity Music Group, Four Corners Podcast in the building, Percentage of Doc Game, Mason May, what up though?
1: What up though? Good to have you here, fam. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, How was your week, man?
2: It was blessed, man. I I don't have no complaints. Um, Just been uh, moving around and grooving. Got this event coming up. You know, I wanted to come holler at you guys. Um, Besides that, uh, family, work, Michigan State grind, teaching, Washington Community College grind. Same old
0: son. Mm. You know, we, we had Chiz in here a few weeks ago. Uh shout out to the homie Chiz. Blessed us with a prayer to, to close out the year. Amazing. Janice hey man, baby
1: boy. Man, I chopped up uh I was doing some video editing. I chopped up that shit yesterday. I'm trying to figure out where I wanna put I'm where I wanna I wanna put that just on YouTube or I wanna do it on Instagram, man. That shit was powerful, man.
0: Yeah, man. Somebody need to hear that.
1: Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So this it's coming. I also dropped that MLK uh thing on, on on the on the socials today because I do not like the disrespect y'all be putting on MLK name in all these pictures. Why do y'all do that to that man? I'm not gonna go through it, but I, I put it on the socials yeah. to, to let my... To let the party's my, going down today. The
0: ML the MLK kickback starting today.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Y'all turn that... Anyway.
0: Casamigos and Kings? Psh,
1: y'all gave that nigga gold teeth. Y'all done got him a Casamigo bottles and shit. Now y'all done <laughs> turned his birthday into a ski weekend. Like what do y'all be doing?
0: Like you, you, I know. Now I'm I'm Detroit old, but I remember when Martin Luther King weekend was the last weekend of the auto show. Yeah, and now that, that was last like day. The, of the auto show that was that Monday, yeah. and that was the thing I used to look forward to was the auto show.
1: Now how the niggas didn't put the auto show in the middle of the summer. Split that bitch into three different areas and sections. It's not right. Like what niggas is it doing? It's Man, not. I right. want my Detroit culture back. You feel me?
0: The North American International Auto Show should be during Christmas. Like the end, the tail end of Christmas break going into the new year. That's how it should always be.
1: I mean, I'm always gonna think of myself as a young, fresh, flashy guy. You feel me? Like, like connected. To the black tie affair. Um, but I must be a dinosaur because I miss all the shit that make Detroit Detroit. I miss Coogee sweaters. I miss Gators. I I, I, I miss Minks. I was out at a comedy show last night, seeing nigga with a mink I had to shake his hand.
0: Good job, my g. Niggas don't remember you could go to Mr. Allen's and buy some big black gators. You know Man. why I know? Because I did it. Like, I did it.
1: Jitten is clearly, that's, that's that's past his problem. Like only thing that's around right now from the Detroit culture days is Cardi's. That's the all we got.
0: I don't want Jitten to die. But like these kids don't do it. They like getting sturdy or whatever that shit. Little Uzi Vert be doing. Look, my homeboy. Shout out to my homeboy E. He just celebrated his 40th birthday. You know what he did at the birthday party? When you know, like he did a big whole thing where, like they bought him out.
1: You know, old niggas gonna jit for sure. <laughs>
0: everybody clapping when a DJ bought him out. What he do? He dropped that a uh, Godzilla. And my and my man, my man had been taking jit classes. There was definitely
1: a JIT class. A
0: unbeknownst story. to us. And he had like a little flash mob JIT situation. It What's was so cold.
1: crazy. You remember, you remember this video I hit hit online a, a couple of years ago with some old niggas in a... In a um,
0: On the street JIT?
1: No, it was some old niggas inside of like a mall or whatever. And they was doing some pop-a-locking. Like, I bet you can't see it. And dude, nigga tried to do like a backwards flip, hit his head, knocked himself out. Yes. I think that's what we look like at a 20-year class reunions and everybody <sighs> started jitting and shit. Because like... The dudes used to be jitting, don't look like they did when it was 20 years ago. I'm thinking, like, damn. like, Shout, out to,
0: shout out to my nigga Angelo at our 20-year class reunion. You know, he he used to jit all through high school. Like, you know niggas that jit and they just need to sit the fuck down? Like, that you should just stop? Yeah. Stop playing? Yeah. And so he was one of them niggas. I feel so like. So, our 20-year reunion, you know, niggas in the, what you got? And yeah. that nigga kilted. In a three-piece suit like an old-ass man.
1: Not. Scarb, you can add. I feel like we like created Jitten like that the 2000, the 95 to 2000. Like, I thought because, like, I Cast the FBI, you had Faux Baby, you had all them, like the Jitten crews and shit. Like, I wasn't in high school before then. Was that a thing?
0: Uh, yes.
2: I mean, Jitten go back to uh, it ties in with the music culture, so Detroit techno. Juan Atkins, Amp Fittler.
1: Yeah. Because uh, niggas Isle wasn't, Maestro. niggas like, wasn't on a new dance show. Yeah, exactly. So ahead. it was like after that, but before. It, I
2: would say Detroit Disco gave birth to Jitten, but it was all along the same. Yeah. House music, techno music, it's brothers and sisters.
0: So I remember my, my neighbor graduated from Redford in 93, and I remember her boyfriend, like, doing something fast with his feet back in 93. But Josh Adams, shout out to him because I want to get him on the show eventually. Lo- local Detroit comedian, funny as hell. Josh Adams posted something earlier in the month, something about the head of your household used to hip roll.
1: I, I never had, hip roll in my life. The pastor <laughs> used to hip roll when, when Rock the Boat c- <laughs> that came was, on. It wasn't my thing. I always thought that shit was weird. Niggas flipping their shirts up and doing all that shit. I couldn't do it. He was like, a lot of
0: y'all ladies is laying next to men. They used to hip roll on Saturday nights. Like, don't play rock the boat near your baby daddy because he might, you know, it might come up out of him.
1: That's factual. <laughs> so, Scarb, I see you've been, uh, you've been on Facebook. You know, um, kind of doing what we doing, talking about the old days. Not old days, but just like some some history and shit, and tagging different shit. And shout out for the thank you for the uh, for your the nomination not, Yeah, you know what I'm saying in this podcast stuff. We
0: don't win the popularity contest, but the streets know. They uh-huh. know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, y'all family, you know, y'all been with me since the beginning of time, and it's going to stay that way from the womb to the tomb. Um, I didn't get a chance to do the wrap-up this year, so, you know, I was doing the wrap-ups the last couple years where I would come here, you know, hosted in y'all spot. We would invite outside people. Uh, The first year was all family. It was just us, the twins. Shout out to SJ and AJ, um, Dot and Chaz, and then the second one, we reached out and, Uncle bro, P, bro, Uncle P, house, yeah. Uh, Rod Wallace, shout out to him. Floss, shout out to the Floss homie was Ryan. supposed to be here for that one, um, but he wasn't able to make it. But he definitely gave great feedback when it dropped. <clears throat> and then I, my intentions was to do that this year. Um, obviously, get you know Floss in, try to get Lando in, um, the kid L, Cat that's coming up with his platform, because I like to have diverse you know yeah. opinions, and I don't want one word to trump the other, and just to show that balance in the culture, I think that's healthy. And people need to see that.
0: We should still do it though, because Lando has a completely different opinion of like music. Right. I know, I know. Floss is on the management end and has been an artist, so he got a, yeah. a different ear and a different aspect. And the kid L is really doing the shit with his video platform, and he he tapped in with a lot of a yeah. lot of the newer school artists in the city. So we you know, we definitely still
2: been need on to
1: a, he been on an old school run the last.
2: Well, maybe that's a two no, uh, so. uh alley hoop for me to y'all. Maybe y'all can do a, uh, a enclave podcast episode because I with got it. y'all got a relationship with Lando and uh, I don't have access to, to Kid L but I definitely got access to Floss. You know, everybody work their relationships and bring everybody in and just talk Detroit hip hop for a day.
0: I'm with it. I'm with it. So I would
2: whenever y'all ready. Let me know. But uh. The, the nostalgia kind of came from I know y'all saw that uh, episode everybody saw that episode or saw the clips that Kid L posted about RJ starting the Detroit music scene that mm. kind of like set a little yeah. social media blaze a month ago and um you know I'm not one that's really big on uh, being in the midst of commenting and sharing when it's controversy but that was kind of one of those moments that you couldn't escape because everybody was talking about it in the barbershop and you know where we meet at and, and convene the the talk matters of Detroit culture and um here recently my understanding the young man has uh been doing like an OG series to try to like fact check what RJ was saying and bringing diff- different people on and I know he's had a few guests already um in particular though Herc just went on there mm-hmm. and um Herc is a part of you know my legacy and my background and You know, hearing her talk from the perspective he did just brought back a lot of nostalgic moments and energy. And um, so that was just me just sharing because I don't really share too much personal content on social media about me per se. Every time you see me post something is either for the camp, you know, every now and again, I post my daughters a little bit with Michigan State. But it's mostly, you know, whatever I'm doing with Dot and Chaz and what we got going on and pushing that agenda because I just feel like social media should be for that type of stuff Like yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like you should be putting your personal Personal on social media So I tend to like shy away from Sharing my thoughts and stuff like that But every now and again I drop some on there okay.
1: um, You know I got a different Relationship with social media well, so My relationship with social media has it's more changed More business
0: than anything for me
1: And it's um Which makes social media whack To me The Gary V's of the world would tell you how to monetize Your Instagram feed how to do all this everything like that and now every time I get on the social media apps every single person is trying to sell something to me Facts. and every single thing is a piece of content Facts. and I used to just be on here laughing and talking and shit with my friends Facts. and like I get it cause like I gotta have a shop talk podcast I gotta have a this week in culture page I have all this stuff but people only want to follow my personal and Social media is not personal no more. Everything is a business. I saw this one lady. She said, like, as a man, why do you have a social media account if you're not promoting your business or such and such? Why are you even on online? It's like, what? Because
0: we've turned everything or every opportunity to promote your brand, uh, to market yourself,
1: promote your business. Like, I'm and- a person, dog. <laughs> All that brand shit is cool for for. I'm a legitimate, like, person you, with personal feelings all that shit all that Yo, this that's not business it's just personal you know business all businesses are run by people i don't i don't believe in that shit you know you personally choose to run your business a certain way but like i'm a person i don't want to be a brand all the time you know what's funny to me
0: uh during the pandemic i picked up myself a new a new hobby because we was just in the house i decided i wanted to learn how to tattoo you know, I bought myself an a inexpensive tattoo gun, some tattoo skin, and I started fucking around with it. I've tattooed myself, and and I've done a few, a handful of small tattoos. But I want to upgrade my equipment before I like tattoo people. But but at the midst of it, like I didn't do it because I want to be like a professional tattoo artist yeah. and work in somebody's shop and tattoos. Like I I grew up as an artist. I knew I could draw. I figured I could. Bring some of those same talents to tattooing. And everybody I tell that I, you know, tattoo or I've tattooed myself, like, oh, I want you to do this. And I'm like, nah, fam. Cause I didn't get into it for that. And then, like, the thing is, like, I just enjoy doing it for myself, but I don't wanna work in nobody's shop. I don't wanna have like a, clientele or people i need to be responsible of i would love to be able to tattoo one of my kids one day just to say like yeah. you know we shared this moment or something but i don't want to tattoo a bunch of niggas that yeah because i don't want that expectation i don't want the responsibility i don't want to open up my schedule for that shit
1: you know i just like to do it just for me that's an interesting thing because i ain't open up the studio to record for everybody that's not what that wasn't the purpose we it opened. ended up that way we opened the studio literally just to record our podcast so we can have access to it and we don't got a schedule in advance and all the other stuff and
0: we wanted to have guests yeah and we just didn't want to invite guests in house. my house yeah. you know what
1: i'm saying like that's that was it and it turned into what it turned into right and i'm all for like some of your passion projects and making money off of them and the whole nine yards but like you need some hobbies that are just hobbies facts that's not about the main. you know what i like to build guns i like to build rifles you feel me 2014 2015 you know started whatever and when i show somebody or they like yo can you make me one yeah technically but i i'm not i don't want to I- do it
0: you know what i'm saying
1: like because i did it and it was fun for me because i was creating something and i can do something how my work. like i went to school for electronics and computer technology like i can build a computer from scratch i do all that shit i'm the no matter what my my job position is i'm always the tech guy at work right well why don't you do i don't want to do that shit for a living like it's fun to me but if now, if there's an expectation on me to no do no. this, it's not fun to me. And y'all need to have hobbies that y'all just do for fun and don't try to monetize it. Because I don't want to get on social media. By default, on Instagram, every third post is a sponsor post. I don't know if y'all ever noticed that. Yes. One, two, three, sponsor post. One, two, three, sponsor post. Not in my stories. And now, on top of that, all my friends and all my social media friends are selling me something or putting on this fake ass. You don't even sound like that. All right, <laughs> what is this voice that you're using? I don't want to go to your master class. And-, right. and everything got, like, you can't just put up a regular reel of some shit. Your shit got to be 4K, HD. Now, granted, I love cameras and shit, so some of my hobbies bleed into here, and via tax purposes, I write off shit that I like. You know what I'm saying? So it works for me. But, like, I don't want to put it, I don't want to edit this video for two hours to put it up online for a 30 second clip. Or, like, no, why can't we just be normal? <laughs> like, this is the new normal.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, y'all both, as per usual, with y'all views, is right on target. But a lot of it, you know, shout out to Dame, you know, what he was saying, it was exacerbated by the pandemic because mm. everybody was forced to sit still. So, you had to find a way to get out that energy you had mentally and emotionally and spiritually. So, people just dialed into their social medias, dialed into entrepreneurism. I mean, I was just talking about this the other day. Like, I've never seen so many E Trade, Robin Hood, stockbrokers in my life. You know, every- Forex. Yeah, everybody giving stock tips and how to invest your retirement, and no disrespect to each his own, but it's like, I've been a career man for a while now, and before I let you touch my 401k, I need to see some type of certification, brother, like something. Like, I'm not saying you ain't skilled at what you're skilled at, but I need some type of, you know, guarantee before I take a couple tips from you. And then even with the crypto, you know, everybody was going crazy about investing in that. And Where is here, that? And here recently, you know, every time I turn around, I'm seeing a news story about a billion lost on this particular situation, on this particular coin, and I know some people who ate off of that, who was able to finesse it and get it how they want to. But you know, it's something to be said about.
1: It was at the top of the pyramid.
2: In-person in, in, in activity, in-person engagement, in-person hobbies that you're talking about, like just being able to touch and see something and feel something. You know, that's what we grew up on, and and, and that's just it teaches you communication skills and how yeah. to deal with disappointment and failure because there's no ready-made expectations. With everything being digital and social, it's like the the attention span is short, patience is short, tolerance is short. And you just got a bunch of like, just people just, just, just giddy and full of energy so much. And it's like, life don't work that way.
1: Nah, not at all. No disrespect to anybody. I'm just gonna call Fidelity and they just give me like a free consultation. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Through my through my benefits, yo, they give you free consultation, tell me ask questions and stuff like that, versus
2: Fidelio, somebody
1: Fidelity somebody who was sitting to my, my DM from a, a shared <laughs> post. Pen- you could be the man. That's cool. But like I'm am going to go to somebody I can sue <laughs> or
0: I say, like facts. I say this I've lost money in 401k just because you know the market goes up and down you know when when 911 hit I lost a lot of money when when the pandemic first started I lost a lot of money but it come shit, back yeah it goes it goes in waves but just cuz you fold your arms Hella tight And well, you take
1: some good pictures how, <laughs> and you touch I don't you care how money. hard You fold them arms I'm not going to you for your taxes my G. Like what are you A lot You of trying people to get me in This
2: past week Cause it's tax season So the fact that you just said Fold your arms I've been seeing that all up and down Like just people I don't know. It's just like y'all, y'all as always. Man, we promising man, write, fifteen thousand dollar
1: on returns. You promising fifteen y'all years in prison.
2: Are culturally sound.
1: <laughs> Dog,
0: there, there's a local rapper. I will not say his name, but there is a local rapper in one of these tax offices, and he is doing taxes. My nigga, you rap about getting paid, getting fresh. All the hoes want you. It's because you skimming off the top on niggas' taxes. My nigga, you want so you me. You automatically call it a scam off the
1: top. You want me to give you my I, social
0: security. I don't want you in white sticks with your arms folded on front of your tax flyer. My nigga, you want,
1: <laughs> you want me to give me. You want me to give you a W 2 with my name, address, and social security, though? And, and your kids' social security. And numbers. how much money I made over here. I see what y'all do. Y'all be asking, running up and. D- no, you niggas be scamming all year. And now you got a tax bill. So,
0: so now I feel bad because, like, my tax accountant is a Nigerian, man. And, like, they, they number one scammers. <laughs> but I love them to death. Shout out to him. But, hey, man, stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. No. Stop playing. Scar, we got you here for a reason, man, because uh, we had Chai's in here, like I said, a few weeks ago. He is promoting Janice Baby Boy An incredible project Appreciate it But you got something On the floor too Coming up Uh, Opportunity for some Amazing artists
1: But before you even Talk about that Speaking of nostalgia I just wanted you To run through Like your list of accolades And like Why you Are respected In the industry
0: Oh yeah Talk that talk
2: Oh yeah I mean uh, Well that was the other part too I feel like I need to Reintroduce myself Because you know I tend to kind of Play the back And support the artists That I represent I don't try to Outshine my artists Or do the ditty and all that. Um, but getting back in this promoter bag, it's a new audience out here. Yeah. And um, just in between the first show I had on Halloween and doing the second show, the other artists that's on the scene, how they react to promoters, how they react to trying to get on the show and getting booked, um, some other consulting clients that I've had, you know, uh, post-pandemic, people energy just different. And it all ties in with what we just was talking about, as far as low tolerance and low patience like everybody wants stuff to just happen happen like this so i just wanted to come here and like i said promote the event but also kind of reintroduce myself to y'all listeners and just anybody who's checking in locally from the city because i know y'all got listeners worldwide but for anybody that's t- tapping in from the city you know just kind of get my name back out there as a as a person and an individual and just all the different things that i've done um uh, so with that um i came into detroit hip-hop um, as a fan And kind of a mentor Mentee in, Intern type of situation In you know, O2 uh, Shout out my cuz Bassim And uh, Tay Gotti uh, Bassim had a record store Storefront That he sold Local uh, CDs and Industry CDs Called Platinum Records um, That was in the Seven Mile uh, area mm-hmm. And um, That was my first experience Coming across Local artists from the city Because they would come in And uh, set up their records For consignment Yeah and for those that don't know what consignment is, it's how you used to get your music out back in the day before streaming and TuneCore and DistroKid. You actually had to go to the mom and pop, you know, make a relationship with the owner, you know, fill out a little form and you will leave X amount of CDs there and then they will sell them for you and then you will break bread with them on a certain percentage of the sales and the rest you would keep for yourself. So that's how I used to go back in the day um, to get your records off. You know, that's what they call quote unquote out the trunk, mm-hmm. if you will, and selling your music.
0: I did it. <laughs> Strictly for live men.
1: <laughs> and not, not for freshmen. freshmen. Yeah,
2: so... Um, I had them t- in a
1: the briefcase, dog. I used to open up the briefcase <laughs> and have all the fucking CDs in there and shit. I was
2: professional. Yeah, so uh, at that time, uh, Big Hurt, shout out to him. Got your back entertainment, rock bottom entertainment. Used to slide through pretty frequently a lot. Um, saw Blade and Street Lord Wine for the first time up there. Jesse James, Tone um, Tone. You know, a lot of that uh, quintessential street rap class from, like, the late 90s through the mid-2000s, yeah. you know, all the guys that we love and respect and grew up to and was bumping, you know, slid through there. And um, so that was very impressionable on me at 12, 13, 14 years old at that time, um, just being around there, you know what I'm saying, and um, developed relationship with Herc and uh, some of the other people with Rock Bottom, you know, obviously Herc family. Shout out to Mrs. Herc. Young Hurt, Wine, Weezy, you know, the whole family, and um, got cool with them down through the years. And then from there, when I uh, went away to school in Cali at the time playing ball, uh, I got exposed to radio. And so I was uh, learning how to operate the board, became a little personality, um, had my own little format on Sundays called the Hip Hop Hotspot for two hours. You know, I would play some Detroit music. You know, play the popular music of that time. You know, which is a bunch of Nelly and Ludacris and Basically. Eminem. And now, when I look back on it, it's like no disrespect to none of them. A lot of that was trash,
1: <laughs> but that's what the music was at that time. It Man. just, it just sounded better. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. We had better, the city had better music, but that shit was better produced and it sounded better. Well, I'm not even Radio. talking
2: about the city artists. I'm just talking about the music of that day, like a lot of that music that came out. It like doesn't
0: it, have a lot of standing value bingo. when, when bingo you look bingo. at it. Yeah, like, it, it was good for there, yeah. for that time, but like, we don't revere that. Yeah, like you're not going Pim, back. you classic.
2: That's what I'm saying. You're not going back to certain records from that time playing like now. Now, of course, we play the Blueprint. Of course, we play stillmatic stuff like that, but we know those other projects that were popular during that time, we don't go back to. So that's why I use the term trash, because it's like that music wasn't bad at that time, but it's like you're not popping that in now. It doesn't have the yeah. same stand power.
1: It was made for that time. Yeah, yeah.
2: so doing that, and then um, when I graduated from high school, I came back home to go to school in Kalamazoo, and um, I went to Kalamazoo College, and then I continued doing student radio there, and then in, during my summer breaks, I was trying to get an internship. And at the time, uh, it was Clear Channel, which is now iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. I was uh, up for opportunity with JLB and Channel 955 because they're all under the same entity. Yeah. Randomly,
1: did you know that WJLB, um, the, init- the first WJLB, the initial parent company was... Uh, the family of John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Mar- um, no, I did not Abraham know Lincoln?
2: I did not know that.
1: 100%. That's crazy. That's crazy.
2: That says a lot, too, because...
1: <laughs> the, the LB. <laughs> like, the B stands for Booth. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay.
2: That says a lot, because historically, you know, J.O.B. has always been viewed as super corporate and not very friendly to the local music scene in the way that, Hot has been, and even back in the day when Hot was 105.9 jams, which is why they were even created to be an outlet, you know what I'm saying, for for local music.
1: The JLB. But that makes a lot of sense. I can't remember what the first name It was like John L. Booth or some shit like that. That's crazy. I was working
0: at JLB in an internship capacity when Hot 105.9 first came about, and it was like a, a huge buzz because that's where local artists were were finding their allegiance and their alliances with, because they weren't they weren't able to get break through that barrier to get on rotation or even get their song on JLB. You had T.J. the Troublesome Juvenile and I forget what his partner was. Uh, I want to say it was DDT uh, that had their one show and that was maybe two hours. Yeah, that was the what's, what's, next what's it on gonna the Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's the first time we I, we got a record placed. Sh- Same here on the radio. Same here. First
0: me? time I ever had had my song played on the radio. Should yeah, I battle that of the, the beats menu. back then. Mm-hmm. All
2: that yeah. type of stuff. Top eight, eight.
1: Art yeah. in the dark. All that shit, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah art. Well, long story yeah. short, um, was offered that it was unpaid, and um, which I, which I said on another uh, platform, I was going through a lot of personal transition up to that point. Um, you know, going out of town for school. At that point, now twice. Prior to that, growing up in foster care, growing up without my moms, most of my um, teenage and young adult years being separated from my sister. So when I came back home and I'm trying to like regroup and strengthen those bonds and ties with my family on a personal level, um, as a young man trying to make something of myself, and having this opportunity and realizing it was unpaid, I'm like, okay, I want to do this, but I got to make some money, bro. Big fact. I can't be running around with the few tools and few's I got, you know, trying to stretch that to make it work for the family, and I'm not getting paid for this. So, like most young men, you know, I did what I had to do at that time and figured out how to get paid and um, some odd-end stuff and some other stuff I ain't going to speak on. And um, from there, when I graduated college, um, my best friend, shout-out to Tay Gotti, who's also – Uh, My partner in Varsity Music Group, which you will see a running theme and pattern with him, you know, stemming from, like I said, the Platinum record situation to then, he was running with Gov and Black Government. And so at that time. Shout out to Big Gov. They was trying to, uh, you know, get his uh, campaign and further what he had going on. And like I said, uh, in other conversations as well, they were like my fraternity because I didn't pledge when I was in college. I thought about pledging Q but decided against it. And so when I came home on the weekends and for breaks, I was hanging out with them. So whenever he had a show or be in the studio, or whatever they had going on, basically doing street team stuff, you know, hand-in-hand mm-hmm. with CDs and flyers and posters and just trying to be, you know, a member of the squad and just playing a role. And uh, also shout-out Jake Diamonds, too, uh, a.k.a. Pat, you know what I'm saying, uh, from Black Lion Society. But, you know, it was Jake and, and my best friend Tay who brought me into the situation, and kind of stacked me and allow me to be a part of the crew. And so I did that for a couple of years. And then when I graduated, you know, with me and Dame, I would share a common bond with, it was grown man time. I had my yeah. first daughter, you know, got married, you know what I'm saying, started working at Michigan State. So I was on my adulting. And so at that point, you know, I wasn't looking at music or trying to be in music as, you know, a hobby or even a career entrepreneurship at that time. And then a couple years into doing that, same best friend came back around with another friend, mutual friend of ours, and said, "Hey, we about to start this label called Varsity Music Group, and we know you went to school for business and you got all these different little intangible skills. We want to have you a part of it. And at that time, you know, which we talked about before when I came and visit with y'all, I was going through that that young black male figuring out who you were thing. Yeah, for but sure. At the time, I'm 22, 23, 24, so I'm super young in my marriage." You know trying to be everything my wife want me to be trying to be deacon scarborough at the church you know trying to be a superstar at michigan state and, and develop you know a long-lasting career which i've done um but i'm trying to figure out who i want to be in that role you know and um i felt like i kind of lost my sense of identity as a young man at that time in terms of who i was before all of that you know the the kid that loved music the kid that loved to play ball the kid you know that was outside being a black version of Dennis the Menace and doing the little stuff that young boys do in the neighborhood. Like I felt like I lost all of those um, intricate things that made me Brandon. And so when they came with the Varsity Music Group situation, it was like a re-ignition a yeah. of that energy and like a second childhood. And I felt like I regained my, my sense of self identity again. So it was therapeutic for me. And um, you know, that's pretty much was my entrance into Detroit music culture. You know so i came out as Brandon Scarborough, president of Varsity Music Group. You know, we had several artists at the time. The most successful was Vizu Low Key, aka Low Key to Vibe now. And um, in 2014, we dropped a project called Focus and made our impact. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I started making my ways around the city and started connecting with people like y'all, uh, Carol Dorsey, Dogface, Hen House, Ivy, Nick Speed, Miss Corona, Supremes, like the list goes on and on. Like I had a lot of different mentors and coaches at that time that took me in under their wing because I was a fresh face. So the difference with my journey, I didn't grow up under nobody. Like I wasn't nobody's son and nephew or play cousin. I didn't do no jail time with nobody. I ain't getting no money in the street with nobody. So I was like literally a brand, brand new face. So the only thing I had to stand on was my work ethic yeah. with VMG and my execution in terms of how we – promoted and you know pushed our artists so that project you know led me to the underground hip hop awards with P cuz he was one of the people that was booking you know Vizu at the time and he took a liking to the way that I was maneuvering and pushing him and the rest is history with there in terms of Uncle P with the underground hip hop awards which you know your uh audience can check a, a, a prior podcast when I came here and spoke about the underground hip hop awards before but we had a whole run with that and then out of the award show, you know, I got some bigger uh, access to consulting clients. That's when I launched ASR Consulting, um, and then I also launched my podcast Four Corners, and then just started consulting and managing different artists and, you know, making my bones. And then coming all the way to now, um, my current roster of P Dot, Thirty Two Sixty Nine Childs, the whole Dot Game brand that includes Sig Dollar and Sinatra Seven Forty Seven. You know, that's all that came to be, bro. That's all that came to be.
1: And hey, you've been putting in a lot of work. Uh, what, uh, y'all went on a tour? Um, Midwest tour, like right around the pandemic time. Yeah, we hit y'all the road a few times. And uh, that's like old school, real legwork. Not just emailing some people, hey, yo, can you post this on the internet? Can you do this? Is No, we showing up at the radio station in somewhere yeah. in Ohio, I, in I, Kentucky, and like legit... Word, work.
0: I think that type of that type of work gets lost now with with social media. You know, everybody got their own. You know, this how I'ma roll a project out. I'm a, you know, there there's a a formula that people have been running with for a long time with how digitally, or through DSPs, uh, your social media, how you how you roll out a project. Facts. But it's still. You know, hitting the road, touching your audience, letting them experience the music, experience the personality. Those are the type of things that I've always believed have tied me to like some of my favorite artists. Like you, during my experience working at JLB, you know, I had a lot of opportunity. We would have artists come in for concerts, and as an intern, like it was common for us to have to go to the, go to the, uh, to the airport, pick up an artist, bring them back to the station, kind of babysit them throughout until whatever situation they had going on at the station and taking them back. And seeing those people on without the the guise of – The performance aspect just as regular people getting to spend some time with them connect with them connect with the music hear them talk excitedly about their project or what went behind it those are the type of things that helped me develop a lot of relationships for certain artists on the musical end because I had something to connect to And, and I think they're still you know touching the people and letting them you know Especially as a brand new artist, now when you somebody established you know beyonce don't have to make
1: a press run, but like when but she did though you feel yeah, me? that's the part I like don't know. they so she did, but she doesn't have to at this point because in her i've i I've, I've earned it now, but so people want to start at the top, that's what I'm currently, saying. where like Kendrick was in Detroit performing for the twenty four people on somebody undercard, essentially, somebody yeah. like open up for people. now it's like I'm just going to pay some money. You on the playlist, and I'm gonna be popping on Instagram. I know y'all. We had this conversation about radio and shit like this. Yo, Instagram is his own metaverse, so to speak. Radio matter, dog. Like more people listen to the radio than they log into Instagram every day. In the city of Detroit or whomever. Like, yo, algorithm only gonna show you what you like. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you got a million followers. I'm only gonna show four percent of your followers this particular video you know what i'm saying and when i look at
0: some of the biggest artists around the city they still got their thumbprint on the radio
1: if you're not like it matters dog so i Heart media is the number one concert promoter in the country so i'm going to flood the radio station i'm going to Bo- this artist going to boston well in all the boston uh radio stations we're gonna play this particular artist, because now you gonna hear a commercial about his concert coming up. Oh, should I did just on some subconscious shit? Radio matters. It is not the end all, be all. It ain't where you find all your new music at. But there are songs that I know the words to that I do not have on my phone. Yeah, it's, because it's when matters. I get in the on a in the in the car on a radio, two million up is on the radio every time I get in the fucking car. If you don't think that shit means anything to Peasy, or if that uh, if the record it matters, or it would not be on the radio. Every time I get in the car, absolutely, like it, it matters.
2: It's layers, and the the that's the the falsehood and myth that new talent doesn't tour because when you look at the whole team, Eastside, individually, Peasy, Babyface, Vez, GT, those are five, seven, ten years <sighs> of grind of them going to South by Southwest before it was a thing, yeah. them touching Milwaukee, them touching Kentucky, and beating up the small markets and building their brand, same thing with payroll and Doughboys Cash Out, um, even to this day, that's necessary, it's just not publicized. Like, social media, particularly Instagram, is a highlight reel. Yeah. So you're only seeing a literally a second, minutes at a time, out of a person's day in that given period, in that moment. You're not seeing, you know, the sprinter, to the radio station, the sprinter to the meet and greet, the sprinter to the DJ pool meeting. Because you have to do this at every market when you are really trying to build and press and do what you gotta do. You gotta go to hitting a high school. How long ago was
1: uh throw some D's on it?
2: Oh man, I was out of high school. So that was a minute. That was like mid 2000s Yeah. I
1: remember him here on the radio talking to Doctor Darius. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. right now the, the, the market is I go to hot ninety seven possibly Breakfast Club I go to sometimes I go to bootleg cab it used to be Jenny Boom in Boston um I go to LA Leakers. It's like five to big six boy. I go to big boy and Sway. I go to Sway. Like if you like a major that's your tour run. That's your your, nah, your you medium.
2: Can't, can't, can't forget million dollars worth of game and yeah. drink champs and uh Well million no dollars jumper. worth of
1: game yeah those, those are stops sure. too yeah, Those are but like digital stops like that's 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 the run. But in all these small cities, they playing this music. When you show up in Milwaukee from they go fuck with you. Right. Because you are talking to they local local as in location, not in, as in town. They local radio station and shit right. like it, it. It matters when you in some you in Vallejo and you go tap in what they they local market, like all that shit matters, dog. You still gotta do the work.
0: You still gotta do the work, you still gotta touch the people,
1: and I I don't, all I need to do is drop this shit on the internet and I'm gonna be a star tomorrow. That's not how it work. That's because,
2: like I said, it's it's a myth, you know what I'm saying? They looking at the success of what the artists they follow are posting, and the artists they follow is not
1: showing them the before success. And they also not showing the person behind the scene who paid all the money. Yeah. Yep. Yo, this shit did not blow up just because it blew up. Yep. Soldier Boy, the last person that shit happened to, or Bobby Smarter.
0: And I think, and I think that's where, you know, people like yourself, other management around the city, come in at, is that if you don't have a strong team behind you, helping to push you, helping to navigate, because a lot of a lot of artists are just that—they're not executives, they're not. Executive, they're not They're not managers. They don't know how to negotiate contracts. They don't know how to talk to certain people. You need to be able to let the creative create and then let your team do their work to help you be successful. And that's what you need a team behind. And, you know, uh, an important thing of that, like, you're putting on this showcase where – the artist can come out and be the artist, but, like, maybe you do need an intermediary to talk to you to get you booked because dealing with the artist and, and trying to book yourself for shows may not be where you're successful at. I do want to hear you talk about, like, the the, the showcase you got coming up. How, how did everything start to come together for you?
2: So with the showcase, um, it's next Saturday, uh, January 21st at 36 Vision uh, Studio. Shout out uh, Splash Off Entertainment. Shout out 36 Vision. Uh, hosted by T2Times from Hot 107.5. Uh, sounds by DJ DDT, who we just brought up earlier. Shout uh, out sp- to the homie DDT. Yeah, special guests Bianca Bad and Flossalot, um being headlined by my squad, Dot, 3269 Chiles, Sinatra 747, and the other co-headliners is Nylon Keys and um, OMG Flu, who now goes by Amir Terrell. And then I got a host of um, new talent that I booked that'll be coming out. Oh, oh, also, shout out Nick Ryan. Um, that's uh, one of artists that Floss work with he'll be performing oh and um, Hell of Us artist Vito Lays he's coming through too
1: he's uh, our music pick of the week a couple weeks ago
2: yeah yeah, Yeah. so um, with this event with everything I'm doing like with the shows is kind of like harkening back to my origin with the award show and just being an equalizer like there's some couple other platforms shout out to Sound Off Sundays and shout out to uh, One Dope Inc um who uh, the latter One Dope mix is actually involved with this event with me and supporting it as well. Um, They are like the only two that's kind of stood the test of time from the bull for all days to now and through the pandemic. And it has been a lot of other promoters out here doing stuff, but they haven't been sticking. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in between what Sound Off brings and what they um... do and then what One Dope does, I feel like it was another lane, another market where I could come in and provide the type of platform I'm trying to provide because I'm trying to bring in popular talent, upcoming talent, veteran talent, and mix them all up in the pot and basically put everybody in a room that they may not normally be in and have access to people they may not normally have access to. So if you a savvy artist or a savvy behind-the-scenes person, you know, you can come to this event and pause if you keep your mouth wet, you can network your way into a situation because you got radio there. I know if You got I'd... some DJs there. You got people like Floss is going to be there. People like One Dope that's going to be there. So if you're looking for your next showcase, if you're looking for management, if you're looking for production, like, it's, it's more than just you hitting the stage for your six minutes and performing. Yeah. If you decide to get a slot, it's a great opportunity to network. Yeah. And, and further what it is that you're trying to do. So that's what I'm trying to get people to understand, like, for me, it ain't just about throwing an event to, to make the money and be a promoter. It's about throwing in the event to give back to the community and then build something platform-wise that can be sustained in the community where people know I can go to sound off one dope, four corners podcast platform, perform, get my music off, sell my music, I'ma get good feedback. Like cause a lot of people feel like when they go to these platforms, they perform, and then once they six minutes is up. Their impression is up. Mm. And people forget about them as soon as they walk off stage. And Mm. I want want people to be able to have something to build on.
0: You know, and and beyond something just, just a platform to build on, as an artist, you gotta invest in yourself. You know, you just can't rely on just just your streams and whatever sales you hope to get, you know, through Apple Music or Spotify. You know, I, I've been to a lot of showcases in my life. A lot of y'all need to invest in merch, invest in something tangible, something you can touch people with because that that creates that relationship. That that It helps to build your fan base. So, I mean, just come out to these things prepared and prepared to do business because yeah. you never know how your next – we all look at opportunities as being tangible, but you never know how your next opportunity is gonna look. Maybe there's an artist out, maybe there's a producer in the building that can help you enhance your sound, help you with that next single or that next project that could get you the attention that you're looking
1: for. And besides, merch, just spend some time pounding on your craft, you feel me? Like, I understand that the recording process has changed over time. I just seen a video of uh, Sada and his reporting, his, his process, Sada is Sada. He got his own very unique sound in the process the way he doing it when you see him doing it that way that don't mean that's the way that you supposed Absolutely. to do all your shit how about you create the song you listen to it and then you go back and be like nah what can i change about this song to even make it even better if this one verse it could be a because th- you're right you write a whole song and then a couple weeks later like man i should i think i should have said this this would have do this like it ain't Soon as I make it, it's done. Never can be touched again, fam. Pound on your craft. We talked about Nelly earlier. You know how long that nigga had Country Grammar, dog. Yeah, it was a long. Like that's he pushed it. that song for like five years. But when he was an overnight celebrity with that first song, right. that song was old as hell.
0: I think Country Grammar what first popped in like 02. I remember I got a copy of the full Country Grammar album like back in ninety nine. Before Nelly had like I was at a music conference in in Detroit, and they they were giving them out before the the same project that went diamond a few years later they yeah. were just giving away trying to build his name as an artist so it takes it takes time it takes an investment
1: if you a producer you should go to a showcase my because all them niggas need beats if you a DJ they got and if you're performing come with some clean records that you can pass off to insert DJs like. Get a QR code, right? So all I got to do is scan it, and there goes the link to your Dropbox with this joint. So you don't got to physically pass out anything. But, like, look, scan this. Here go all my shit. Here goes this. Here goes that.
0: You know, I've been an artist, and I think sometimes artists get guilty of this. It's like everybody here, like, you don't need to look at everyone as your competition. Like, these could be allies, you know what I'm saying? You you build the right relationships. These are these are people you collab with. These are the people that you work with. Fact. These are the people that you build with because if y'all all fighting for the same goal. Fact. Y'all all fighting for the same top spot. Share the if, studio time. If I if if I can work with you and it turns into something more like we all win. We all win. If I can get a, in a position, you know the thing that I love or, or really love about Team Eastside is that they 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 let everybody do their own thing to get into the position that they needed to be into. Ray Peasy, Vezo, GT—like they're all commendable artists on their own, but they all continue to work with each other. They all continue to help shine the light on each other. When when Vezo, you know, let's let's just say for the sake of argument, hit first. When you see that love that and, and everything that he did to get into the position that he did, Peasy was still on songs. Babyface Ray was still on Fix. songs. GT was still on songs. They Patience, e- no hating. They helped each other build. And while you could, you could say for the sake of argument, maybe Babyface Ray was the last one to really to hit. But, I mean, he stayed consistent. They, stay, they worked together as a team. They, all, they may not have all made it to the top of the mountain at the same time, but they all have a certain level of success. If you want to talk about a crew that made it, they gave you all the blueprint for real.
2: And then being real, just on my opinion on Babyface Ray as an individual, because I'm definitely a, a huge supporter of Vez, and in my opinion, I feel like he's our true Detroit underground king because he held it down, you know, for over a decade. Even when he was sitting down, he was still hot Yeah, when he was on the inside. But with Ray, Ray wasn't necessarily to their uh, narrative that they push in terms of the team Eastside as a whole individually ray wasn't the one that was expected to do what he's doing now like ray was like a role player in the, in the sense of a situation so for ray to have the motion that he having right now and the aesthetic that he has with his music like on the industry mm-hmm. level ray in my opinion has the most upside because there's different pockets he can get into with his music and with his image and his brand where vez you kind of know what that mm-hmm. is because vez has been refining and retuning that and kind of sharpening that to a certain point where it's at now. So you know Vez when you see him. Yeah. And I think Peasy is kind of like in an experiment phase. Because I'm seeing Peasy do things in his brand that he wouldn't have done two, three years ago. Before he went into the Feds. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Peasy got a particular angle. Vez got a particular angle. But with uh, Ray, you know, it's like new energy. It's new untapped energy that we ain't seen or that we ain't heard from. And I feel like they all gonna do their thing, but I see Ray going a long, long, long way. I see Ray going a long way.
1: Yeah. Uh when, when is this showcase again? And what and uh give me all the details again.
2: So it's again next Saturday, uh January 21st. Um, 36 Vision Studios in Refrey, Michigan, 25450, 5 Mile Road. Um The event was from 8 to 2 a.m. Performances will probably start around 10:30. Um, again, it's hosted by T2 Times of Hot 107.5, sounds by DJ DDT, special guest Bianca Babb, Flossalot, uh, support from One Dope Inc., Starters Bar and Grill, Amplify Fellowship, shout out to Rod Wallace, uh, DetroitRap.com, Detroit TNA DJs, and Climber DJs, uh, headliners, P-Dot, 3269 Chiles, Sinatra 747, Nylon line Keys, uh, Flu, a.k.a. Amir Terrell. And a bunch of new talent that we're gonna have uh coming out. So yeah, come 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 check us out, man. Just like I said, the second event back under the Four Corners podcast brand. I'ma try to do them quarterly, you know, throughout the year. So every two to three months I'm gonna try to put one together.
0: You gotta have four. Yeah. So four <laughs> corners, <laughs> yeah. Any slots still available for this upcoming? Yep. Um?
2: Slots still available. Uh, we got booth and bottle service so you can R S V P early if you want, you know, to have a seat in the bottle or you could do it when you come into the venue. Um, it'll be 20 before 11, and then it'll be a little upcharge after 11. Um, oh, liquor uh, vendorship by Kim's Tasty Treat. Shout out to Kim from Electric Elevation. Like I said, a lot of different uh, veterans of the city, a lot of different influencer taste makers be in the building. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to, you know, create like a cultural vibe. I want people mm. to come in, network, bump shoulders, have a good time.
0: All right. Well, g- get out and support you know what I'm saying get out and support of you your artist influer, DJ producer get out support network and uh, let's all build together
1: and where can they find you at on the socials
2: Uh, you can find me at grindlife313 on Instagram um, and Twitter that's G-R-I-N-D L-I-F-E 313 and then you can find me at Brandon K. Scarborough on Facebook and LinkedIn um, ASR Consultant uh, business page on Facebook Varsity Music Group business page on Facebook Underground Hip Hop Awards uh, business page on Facebook Website www.westillrise.org For ASR Consultant um, YouTube channel ASR Consultant you can see all the content from all the artists that's a part of the team um, Yeah, That's all the handles uh, I don't really do Snapchat or TikTok like that for real uh, For the artists that I'm representing Shout out to P-Dot. You can follow her at P-Dot Music um, on IG. I think it's I-M-P-Dot on Twitter. Uh, P-Dot Music, uh, P-Dot Fan Page on Facebook. And um, Chaz 3269 Chaz on all social media platforms. So it's a straight shot with him. Uh, DboySound.com is his website at www.gain.net. It's her website. Uh, Their current projects is Mason May Volume 1, Janice Baby Boy by Chaz, available on all Nobody digital media streaming platforms. Problem Child 3 for P Dot, available on all digital no, streaming platforms. No, no, no. Uh, lead singles for Chaz, is Archer Delete and Where I Wanna Be. Make sure you go stream those and check out the videos. For Dot is Confessions of Fire. And then we in the Chop House right now um, getting the next joint ready. So more music, more visuals. As I said before on uh, uh, another plat we come with the next piece of music cause we are gonna give y'all some more music people been asking for more music uh, please live with this next batch cause we gonna really work the music this year at, at a higher level than we've done in the past so like I said more visuals more interviews more touring you know, allow us to run our business You know, so we give you this next batch of music cherish it appreciate it continue to binge on the catalog but let us work the music so everything that I was discussing with Jay and Dane, we got to get out here and plant some more seeds And extend the flag And take time to do that You don't want to be worrying about people beating us up in the comments about new music Let us work the world again.
0: I feel you, I feel you That's the, that's the way work used to get done <laughs> in, in these music streets It's your man Dane Three underscores, three one three On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok Look, when you see the blue and the black You know where the fuck you at It's Shop Talk Podcast Book some time
1: uh shout out to b for stopping through yeah shout out to y'all for 352 episodes um yo man we got we got a lot of shit going on right now i just can't wait for y'all to see everything that we got coming but most importantly the man had a dream last night you know what i saw in this dream i saw the blue and the black because when you see the blue and the black you know you at shop talk podcast studio books and time I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dan. Hell yeah! Peace.
2: Appreciate y'all.